believe that the things around you can bring good luck or bad luck. If you do, then you're superstitious. And people who are superstitious get all shook up when something unlucky happens. They really, really believe in the power of good luck charms and lucky spells. And sometimes, they feel like they have to walk around all day with their fingers crossed. Now, you would never expect a ghost to behave that way, would you? But that's exactly what the ghostly trio did the day a little black cat walked across the path to my front door. Uh-oh! What's the matter, Fatso? Look, there's a black cat crossing the path. Do you see it, Fatso? Uh-oh, I sure do. We better take 12 steps backwards so we won't have bad luck. The house will have to take 12 steps backward because... Uh, now, how is the house going to take 12 steps backward, Lazo? Sometimes I think your name should should have been done so. It's up to us to get rid of that black cat. Come on, let's sneak up on him and scare him away. Ready? Boo, cat. Shoot, cat. Scat, cat. Drap, cat. Boo! Hey, look at that. He shot straight up in the air. Took off at 90 miles an hour. He was so scared, his hair was sticking out like a porcupine. But at that moment, around the bend came Wendy and Casper. Wendy was carrying the frightened little black cat, and she looked steaming mad. Now, Wendy was a good little witch. But all witches have tempers, and Casper was afraid of what might happen next. Fatso, did you scare Ink Spot? Sure, he's bad luck. When a black cat crosses your path, that's bad luck. So you three know all about bad luck, do you? You're bad. Yeah, we're, we're the experts. You can say that again. Well, we're the experts. Lazo, will you cut that out? You said to say it again. Never mind. Anyway, we know all about bad luck. Yeah, besides, I don't remember asking you for any advice, Wendy. You don't, huh? Wendy, I don't like the look in your eye. I can handle this, Casper. I think I'll just wave my little wand and... <laughs> Hey, what was that? I do believe that big mirror just fell off your bedroom wall. Oh, boy, that's bad luck. No kidding. Well, that's the way it goes. Hey, the broom. The broom, it's moving. It's sweeping it right down the stairs and out, out the door. More bad luck? Don't worry, I'll stop it. Look out, Fatso. You stepped over the broom. Ah, bad luck, bad luck. Now you knocked over the salt shaker and spilled the salt. More bad luck. Don't you think they've had enough, Wendy? You mean, you mean you made all that stuff happen? You and your wand. What do you have to go and do that for anyway? Yeah, she made every bad luck home and hit us at once. Wendy, you didn't really cast a spell for bad luck, did you? Of course not, Casper. I simply cast a spell for omens. And that's all those things really were, omens. The trio were the ones who were bad luck. Okay, okay, but what what, what can we do to, to, to bring back good luck? Oh, you're only experts on bad luck. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, how about this old book on superstitions, huh, Fatso? That's a good idea, Lazo. Look up under Good Luck Omens, Fatso. I know where to look. Just give me a minute, will ya? Let's see now, Good Luck, huh? Okay, Good Luck, uh, um, how, uh, how do you spell good? Ah, give me that. Uh. Here it is, Good Luck Omens. It says it's good luck if you see a load of hay or cross your fingers 
or rub a rabbit's foot, or scratch your head, or hear crickets in the house, or see a ladybug, or a four-leaf clover, or a spider, or two horses, or hang a horseshoe over your door, and it says swallows up on the roof are especially good luck. But it takes forever to get all those things together. Yeah, maybe even longer. Well, if you really think all those things are going to bring you good luck, I'll see what I can do. I'll just wave my little wand and... And as Wendy waved her wand for the second time, I was filled with wondrous things. A load of hay, two white horses, a hundred rabbits running through a carpet of four-leaf clovers, and a spectacular assortment of crickets, ladybugs, spiders, and horseshoes. And the trio began running around, scratching their heads for good luck, and congratulating themselves on their good fortune. Hooray and good luck! Hey, boy, are we gonna be lucky? Look at all these good luck omens! Hey, Fatso, watch out! Oh, wow, that horse just stopped on my big toe! Hey, I was just standing under this door and a horseshoe fell down and hit me in the head. Those crickets are driving me crazy. How am I gonna sleep tonight with all this noise going on? I think you'd better do something quick, Wendy. Okay, but this is the last time I'm going to wave this wand today. Ready? Hey, the horses are gone! And the crickets! And everything else, too! I think Wendy taught us a pretty good lesson. What do you mean? Just that. An omen doesn't really have anything to do with good or bad luck. That's only superstition. You mean it's not real? That's right. If two white horses are such good luck, how come one of them gave you a sore toe, Fatso? Yeah, and how come I got a bump on my head from a lucky horseshoe? And I wouldn't have been able to sleep tonight with all those good luck omens hanging around making a lot of noise. The only thing you can say for sure is that good luck isn't bad. That's right. And I certainly hope you fellas aren't going to be superstitious anymore. Don't worry. Not me. Me neither. Well, that's good. Hey, Lazo, where are you going? Well, I was just thinking. The only good luck omen we missed was swallows on a roof. Hey, didn't you say you weren't going to be superstitious anymore? Well, I don't really believe that that's a, a good luck omen. But just in case I'm wrong, I thought it might not be such a bad idea to eat my lunch on a roof. I'll just take a bite of this sandwich up there, and I'll swallow. And swallow. And swallow. <laughs> I told you his name should have been done so.
Chapter 9, The Mock Turtle's Story.
You can't think how glad I am to see you again, you dear old thing, said the Duchess, as she tucked her arm affectionately into Alice's, and they walked off together. Alice was very glad to find her in such a pleasant temper, and thought to herself that perhaps it was only the pepper that had made her so savage when they met in the kitchen. When I'm a Duchess, she said to herself, not in a very hopeful tone, though, I won't have any pepper in my kitchen at all. Soup does very well without... Maybe it's always pepper that makes people hot-tempered, she went on, very much pleased at having found out a new kind of rule, and vinegar that makes them sour, and chamomile that makes them bitter, and barley sugar and such things that make children sweet-tempered. I only wish people knew that, then they wouldn't be so stingy about it, you know. She had quite forgotten the Duchess by this time, and was a little startled when she heard her voice close to her ear. You're thinking about something, my dear, and that makes you forget to talk. I can't tell you just now what the moral of that is, but I shall remember it in a bit. Perhaps it hasn't one, Alice ventured to remark. Tut, tut, child, said the Duchess. Everything's got moral, if only you can find it. And she squeezed herself up closer to Alice's side as she spoke. Alice did not much like her keeping so close to her. First, because the Duchess was very ugly, and secondly, because she was exactly the right height to rest her chin on Alice's shoulder, and it was an uncomfortably sharp chin. However, she did not like to be rude, so she bore it as well as she could. The game's going on rather better now, she said, by way of keeping up the conversation a little. Tis so, said the Duchess, and the moral of that is, oh, tis love, tis love, that makes the world go round. Somebody said, Alice whispered, that is done by everybody minding their own business. Ah, well, it means much the same thing, said the Duchess, digging her sharp little chin into Alice's shoulder, as she added, and the moral of that is, take care of the sense, and the sounds will take care of themselves. How fond she is of finding morals in things, Alice thought to herself. I dare say you're wondering why I don't put my arm round your waist, said the Duchess after a pause. The reason is that I'm doubtful about the temper of your flamingo, Shall I try the experiment? He might bite, Alice cautiously replied, not feeling at all anxious to have the experiment tried. Very true, said the Duchess. Flamingos and mustard both bite, and the moral of that is, birds of a feather flock together. Only mustard isn't a bird, Alice remarked. Right as usual, said the Duchess. What a clear way you have of putting things. It's a mineral, I think said Alice. Of course it is, said the Duchess, who seemed ready to agree to everything that Alice said. There's a large mustard mine near here, and the moral of that is, the more there is of mine, the less there is of yours. Oh, I know, exclaimed Alice, who had not attended to this last remark. It's a vegetable. It doesn't look like one, but it is. I quite agree with you, said the Duchess, and the moral of that is, be what you would seem to be, or, if you'd like to put it more simply, Never imagine yourself to be otherwise than what it might appear to others, that what you were or might have been was not otherwise than what you had been would have appeared to them to be otherwise. I think I should understand that better, Alice said very politely, if I had it written down, but I can't quite follow it as you say it. That's nothing to what I could say if I chose, the Duchess replied in a pleased tone. Pray don't trouble yourself to say it any longer than that, said Alice. Oh, don't talk about trouble, said the Duchess. I make you a present of everything I've said as yet. A cheap sort of present, thought Alice. I'm glad they don't give birthday presents like that. 
but she did not venture to say it out loud. Thinking again? the Duchess asked, with another dig of her sharp little chin. I've a right to think, said Alice sharply, for she was beginning to feel a little worried. Just about as much right, said the Duchess, as pigs have to fly, and the mole... But here, to Alice's great surprise, the Duchess's voice died away, even in the middle of her favourite word, moral, and the arm that was linked into hers began to tremble. Alice looked up, and there stood the Queen in front of them, with her arms folded, frowning like a thunderstorm. A fine day, Your Majesty, the Duchess began in a low, weak voice. Now I give you fair warning, shouted the Queen, stamping on the ground as she spoke. Either you or your head must be off, and that in about half no time. Take your choice. The Duchess took her choice and was gone in a moment. Let's go on with the game, the Queen said to Alice. And Alice was too much frightened to say a word, but slowly followed her back to the croquet ground. The other guests had taken advantage of the Queen's absence and were resting in the shade. However, the moment they saw her, they hurried back to the game. The Queen merely remarked, Coming to you directly live from the Mission District in San Francisco, California. This is the Flat Black Plastic Show on Mutiny Radio. FM. Fellas, what do you think about the women's liberation? Oh, Wait a minute, man, don't say that. You gotta respect the women for what they believe, man. It might not go along with them, but you gotta respect them. Yeah, man, but you can't get mad with them about that. You gotta remember the sales now. One thing for showing sure everybody knows what's theirs is theirs and what's yours is yours. That's right? Say, right. yeah. so, man, but wait a minute. Hell, yeah, the thing has got me turned around. Man, it's a turn on out the middle around. Y'all know when it's yours. Man, I was in the disco the other night. I gotta tell this, though, with it. I gotta tell it, man. I gotta tell it. But it was dancing with a sissy. Well, it was dancing with a sissy. Well, it was dancing with a sissy. Well, it was dancing with a sissy. Be cool. I told him to be cool. Oh, Willie. Be cool. <laughs>
the nachos, I usually buy a bag of fried tortilla strips. If the tortilla strips are unavailable, I generally use some sort of corn or taco chip. I then grate a cup of yellow cheese, oh, like a mild cheddar, and a cup of Monterey Jack. I then line a baking sheet with foil and put down a layer of the chips. I sprinkle the cheese on generously and bake the nachos for six to eight minutes at 400 degrees. These should be served without any delay so that the hot chips can contrast against the cooled guacamole and the salsa fresca. Salsa fresca is also easy to make and very rewarding. It's great on the chips as well as a convenient dressing for many things. Try it on a cheese omelet some morning. Bliss and rapture and it'll wake you up too. 
To make a salsa fresca, peel, seed, and chop four tomatoes. Chop an onion and a bell pepper in the blender. Mix together the chopped tomato, onion, and pepper in a bowl. And then add a can of diced Ortega chilies and a minced jalapeno. I then pour in a cup of bottled taco sauce and stir everything up and cover it in the refrigerator. The salsa is much better several days after its creation. If you are a cilantro lover, a teaspoonful or a tablespoonful if you like it of the chopped up cilantro adds an assertive and authentic Mexican note. When I serve the nachos, the guacamole and the salsa fresca, I use Mexican pottery bowls for the salsa and the guacamole and a large straw basket is a great container for the nachos. These all make a, a lovely and a sprightly appetizer. Most of us think of Mexican food as heavy, but I'm out to parade the delicacy of her cuisine. When I remember memorable Mexican meals, I always drift back to a meal I had in Acapulco once that was a, a milestone for my education in Mexican cuisine. We had delicate enchiladas filled with chicken breasts, cream cheese, Monterey Jack cheese, and chilies and almonds and a light green chili sauce covered everything, and it was devastating, believe me, a dish that indelibly etched itself into my mind. I have watched the Mexican ladies make tortillas. It's a fascinating sight, but I buy mine. They're available virtually everywhere. They should be softened before they are used. Now, I heat about one inch of oil in a frying pan, and when it starts to bubble slightly, I dip the tortillas into it one at a time and pull them out as soon as I can. This softens them and coats them with oil so that the edges won't dry out while they bake. Enchiladas can take many forms. They can be folded, stacked, or rolled. I like them best rolled. I poach two chicken breasts in water with a tablespoon of minced onions for about one and a half hours. I allow them to cool in the stock and then skin and bone them. I break the meat into shreds with my hands. Then I grate 16 ounces of jack cheese and mix it with 8 ounces of softened cream cheese. I stir together the shredded chicken and the cheeses and add a half a cup of chopped almonds and a drained can of sliced black olives. I then chop three green onions and stir this in. I divide this mixture between the 12 tortillas and roll them up and lay them seam side down in a baking dish. Then we make a sauce to bake them in. I chop a bell pepper in the blender using the water method. I mix the chopped bell pepper with a half a cup of sour cream and a cup of green taco sauce or green chili sauce. I pour this over the enchiladas and sprinkle them heavily with more grated jack cheese and sliced olives. These can be made ahead and refrigerated or baked at once at 375 degrees for 40 minutes. I serve these with extra bowls of sour cream and guacamole and a casserole of arroz a la mexicana.
Ladies and gentlemen, Vincent Price. This is the Flat Black Plastic Radio Show. You're tuned in to MutinyRadio.fm. Coming to you from the corner of 21st in Florida.
<laughs> Wait till you meet the ghostly trio. Three terrifying, scarifying, ghostly ghosts named Fatso, Fusso, and Lazo. You hear that? That's the old hoot owl. He doesn't even get too close to me. So feared am I. You would think I would be the envy of every other haunted house. But for one thing. You see, I have one tenant who calls himself a ghost. But, oh, the shame of it. His name is Casper, the friendly ghost. And Casper is booless. He never boos. And he is friendly to little children, to birds, to rabbits, to, to everyone, even me. Oh, it's so embarrassing. The whole world loves Casper, even me. It all started one night when the ghostly trio were practicing their booze for Halloween Eve. Just as sure as my name is Fatso, we're gonna make this the scariest Halloween ever. Listen to this one, fellas. Boom!
Listen to Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Name of this show. It's flat black plastic. Cause that's where the sounds that you hear are coming from. Chapter ten. The Lobster Quadrille. turtle sighed deeply and drew the back of one flapper across his eyes. He looked at Alice and tried to speak, but for a minute or two sobs choked his voice. Same as if he had a bone in his throat, said the griffin, and it set to work shaking him and punching him in the back. At last the mock turtle recovered his voice, and with tears running down his cheeks he went on again. You may not have lived much under the sea. I haven't, said Alice. And perhaps you were never even introduced to a lobster. Alice began to say, I once tasted, but checked herself hastily and said, No, never. So you can have no idea what a delightful thing a lobster quadrille is. No, indeed, said Alice. What sort of a dance is it? Why? said the griffin. You first form into a line along the seashore. Two lines, cried the mock turtle. Seals, turtles, salmon, and so on. And then when you've cleared all the jellyfish out of the way. That generally takes some time, interrupted the griffin. You advance twice. Each with a lobster as a partner, cried the griffin. Of course, the mock turtle said. Advance twice, set to partners. Change lobsters and retire in the same order? continued the griffin. Then, you know, the mock turtle went on. You throw the... The lobsters? shouted the griffin with a bound into the air, as far out to sea as you can. Swim after them! screamed the griffin. Turn a somersault in the sea! cried the mock turtle, capering wildly about. Change lobsters again! yelled the griffin at the top of his voice. Back to land again. And that's all the first figure 
said the Mock Turtle, suddenly dropping his voice, and the two creatures who had been jumping about like mad things all this time sat down again very sadly and quietly and looked at Alice. It must be a very pretty dance, said Alice timidly. Would you like to see a little of it? said the Mock Turtle. Very much indeed, said Alice. Come, let's try the first figure, said the Mock Turtle to the Gryphon. We can do it without lobsters, you know. Which shall sing? Oh, you sing, said the Gryphon. I've forgotten the words. So they began solemnly dancing round and round Alice, every now and then treading on her toes when they passed too close, and waving their forepaws to mark the time, while the Mock Turtle sang this very slowly and sadly. Will you walk a little faster, said the whiting to the snail. There's a porpoise close behind us, and he's treading on my tail. See how
care of yourself
MutinyRadio.fm is the station that brings you the show that you're listening to, Flat Black Plastic. Thank you for listening. We're serving the underserved. Keep coming back. Insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite. I'm gonna guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical, free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. This is Tuchel Matters with Mute in the Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. 
incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S., From Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now brought to you by our generous festival sponsors alta california botanicals destiny's mom what a tomato produce company the law offices of john p strauss the third asiento frufruhot.com jankytown.org brooke heineken pervert fervor and trina roderick Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento.
whoa there. What a tomato. Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a Tomato Produce Company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs, 2055 Jared Avenue. Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians, plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Mom's Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business, it's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com Doing it. I know we all thought that they couldn't. But here's the thing, right? I just want people, all I care about now is people sticking to their beliefs. If you believe something, go fuck it all the way, right? Don't half-ass it. That's why I think if they want to try to prevent Muslims, they want less Muslims in the country, fine. Have the Muslim ban, but you have to allow Muslim women to get abortions. Like, that's just, no one's talking about the Muslims coming in vaginally. Like, that's straight up. Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives to smoke it. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! 
because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. This is Tusha Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for me fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. 